How does one Catholic neurodivergent mom navigate the world? Welcome to the Loving Life Freely 365 podcast. I am your host, Valen Tridento, and here we dive in on all aspects of motherhood, homeschooling, homesteading, the Catholic faith, and trying to see through our differences to understand each other better. Navigating the world when everything isn't pretty and perfect can be really difficult, especially when you have extra barriers in the way. But it is possible. Remember, ignorance is the greatest sin one can have against humanity. Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of the Loving Life Freely 365 podcast. I'm your host, Valen Tridento. I'm really happy to be here today, and I thought starting with an episode to give some background information might be a good way to go. So let's start with my family. I am married to Matthew, who is my high school sweetheart. We dated in high school. We met actually at our Catholic youth group when we were 14 and 16. And the best way to describe the two of us meeting was like Dory and Marlon in Finding Nemo. He was very stoic and serious. And I was just up in his face like, hi, how are you doing? How's it going? What's going on? All of that jazz. No idea why he kept talking to me. But he did. Two years later, when we were 16 and 18, we started dating. But then he went away to college and we decided to break up, but we stayed friends. Years later, when we were 29 and 31, we reconnected and rekindled our relationship. Very much like the famous story, The Notebook. I read that book so many times while we were dating because it just resonated me. I believe Allie and Noah in the book were the same age as we were when we reconnected too, which I thought was pretty cool. We got married in December 2020 in the Catholic Church. And let me just tell you, episode to dive into another day, but getting married in 2020 was a chaotic nightmare, but it is what it is. We have two children. I have a daughter named Karen, who's in the first grade. She's creative and just has this massive passion for art and loves creating whatever she can. If it were up to her, she would go through a pallet of scotch tape decorating our walls with all of her artwork. We do homeschool her and she is autistic but that doesn't stop her. She's very, very bright and she's also very, very kind. She also is very rule oriented though. So she will tell you, I can't do that because I'm grounded, which, you know, love the honesty, but sometimes it's like, okay, I guess we're just gonna go with it. We also have a son named Theodore. He's almost two. He'll actually turn two 10 days before Christmas this year, and it's 2023. Absolutely refuses to walk. He does this thing that we call the Teddy Shuffle, where he kind of like uses his knees to walk around the house. It's adorable and frustrating at the same time. He loves Mickey Mouse and Curious George. Super talkative. Like he will sit there and babble can't understand most of what he's saying. He's just baby talking, but he will talk your ear off. 
his favorite person in the whole entire world is his sister, Karen, which we think is amazing. So what is my experience with neurodivergence? Growing up in the 90s and 2000s, I grew up with my older sister, Mary, who was classified at the time as nonverbal autistic. I believe today would be a level three, she would have level three autism. And I remember vividly having to explain to my kindergarten teacher and the whole class what autism was because it was so not in the realm of the cultural understanding to the point that I actually got in trouble a couple of years later with a substitute teacher for quote unquote lying about my sister's autism. The whole class was defending me, all that jazz, but the teacher insisted I was lying and sent little old me sobbing to the principal's office because I was the kid that never got in trouble. And the fact that I was in trouble just completely tore me apart. I was diagnosed with ADHD after Theodore was born. Doctors still suspect that I also have autism, but we're working on the official diagnosis and all that jazz. So I'm not comfortable saying I'm autistic, even though it's pretty strongly suspected by doctors and anyone who actually knows me in person. When I was diagnosed with ADHD, the level of shock and anger I felt was intense. Not only because I was terrified to start these medications because I have a lot of trauma around psych meds, but also because I was upset that what my life, what could my life have been like if I was diagnosed younger and not in my mid thirties? If I was diagnosed while I was in school where I was struggling to just get my work done and I didn't know why, I could do everything under the sun in all of my history classes. I've always loved history, but in my science classes, math classes, things like that, where I really struggled to understand it, nothing. Couldn't handle it. Couldn't do it. And if I had that diagnosis then, they would have known how to help me. So that really dunk to have to come to terms with that. I remember the day I started taking ADHD meds, the level of fear and anxiety I felt because I didn't know how comfortable I was with the idea of taking this medication, even though it was going to help me. But I also know that after I started taking the medication, I felt what I call clarity and clear. I felt like I could actually have my brain be quiet. Before that moment, I never understood what it meant when people said they were thinking of nothing. I always thought they were lying because how could you be thinking of nothing? My brain is always thinking about three to five things at a time. How can you think of nothing? Just as I was getting into the flow of taking medications and coming to terms with it, we started getting hit by all of the national shortages, both my husband and I, because he also takes ADHD medicine. And that was really, really rough, especially taking care of two young kids and homeschooling and working and just trying to stay afloat. 
knowing what it felt like to have that Claritin clear mindset and suddenly not being allowed to have it was brutal. My daughter was also diagnosed with autism last spring. I suspected since she was 18 months old that she was autistic. I honestly suspect Theodore is as well. She was a late walker, a late talker, and had gross and fine motor skill delays. However, she aged out of early intervention in June 2020 during COVID. Let me tell you something. You try doing speech therapy with a two-year-old suspected autistic child over Zoom. The only reason we even got a smidgen of time each therapy session was because I happened to have a green screen for some projects I've worked on. And we did therapy in Elsa's castle. Only way we even got a little bit. It was a nightmare. We also struggled with getting her any services she needed because we were considered proactive parents. She was having trouble kicking. Okay, we signed her up for soccer shots. Struggling with balance, we put her in dance. Having trouble with gross motor skills, things like that, we pulled her in the kitchen and had her cooking with us, scooping vegetables onto trays, making pasta, all this jazz. And it actually, in some places, worked to our detriment because we were working through all of these things and suddenly people didn't want to diagnose her with autism, which, of course, was really, really stressful. Okay, so other random facts about me. I am a huge Potterhead. I love Harry Potter. I'm a Ravenclaw through and through. And to give an idea how much I love Harry Potter, I got, before I had Karen, I got to spend 36 hours in London. During that time, I made sure to see Amilda Stoughton, who plays Umbridge, on West End in Gypsy. And I also attended a Harry Potter tour around London, where the tour guide divided our group into two teams, Gryffindor and Slytherin, and tried to stump us with Harry Potter trivia. I single-handedly beat the whole tour group with my knowledge of Harry Potter to the point that the tour guide's ultimate goal towards the end of the tour was to stump me. I really attached to Harry Potter as a kid because it helped me be comfortable in my own skin, and it was honestly a special interest of mine. Something else about our family is we are a homeschooling and homesteading family. I'll go into more detail about that in future episodes because it really is going to be a central theme of this podcast. But the general gist of it is my husband and I love working with our hands, working in the kitchen. My husband loves gardening. My daughter and I both really want a cow. Um, so it's just a family passion that we all have. I'm also Catholic. I am a cradle Catholic, uh, which means I was born into the Catholic faith. My parents are Italian-Irish Catholics. A good example of my parents is if you're familiar with the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond. My mom and dad are Frank and Marie Barone. Very, very Catholic and very, very old school like that. But growing up, I didn't get to learn a lot about my Catholic faith. And I'm learning a lot more about it now. 
And I'm hoping to take you guys along on some of that journey, which I'm hoping you'll get to enjoy whether you're Catholic or not. My husband and I are in an interfaith marriage, even though we both are cradle Catholics, he currently is non-religious. And that is also a major aspect of our family life and how we handle that. A big theme is that we're respecting and loving of each other. We're always supportive of each other and try to do the best that we can to make sure that the other feels loved and heard in faith and out. My husband is one of the biggest supporters of my journey with my faith, and I am extremely grateful to him. We still pick a secular curriculum, and we'll dive into that further as well, but it's just easier for our family to handle it that way. We're kind of eclectic homeschoolers. We modge podge a lot of our homeschooling right now with her only being in first grade we're focusing more on reading and math having a bit of science and history sprinkled in but learning to read and having basic math are the priorities right now but beyond that our family is catholic our kids are both baptized in the catholic church my husband and i did get married in the catholic church and it's an important part of who we are. But I don't want that to scare you away if you're not Catholic, because a huge theme of this podcast too is just loving people where they're at, regardless of whether you have faith or not, regardless of any of that. It's about loving people where they are and respecting each other. It really harkens back to one of my biggest mottos, that ignorance is the greatest sin you can have against humanity. So to sum it up, I am really glad that you are here today listening to my new podcast. I look forward to growing with you and learning with you and enjoying this experience with you. Next week's topic will be why we homeschool, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening today to the Loving Life Freely 365 podcast, where we try to love life, live freely every day. Remember, ignorance is the greatest sin one can have against humanity. So go out there with an open mind, open heart, and joyful spirit. God bless.